Thank you for joining us on our Living Word Christian Center podcast. You're about to listen to one of our guest speakers. Open up your hearts and get ready to receive a word from the Lord. morning come on we're in a church that's alive this morning come on the fire of God is here this morning the anointing the power of a living God is here come on shout unto God in this place oh come on you can do better than that come on shout unto God in this place hallelujah hallelujah come on would you pray with me right now lift your hands all across this place come on begin to pray in the Holy Ghost Come on, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we need you in this place, God. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your glory. We call on the activity of heaven in this place today, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name master savior jesus like the fragrance after the rain kings and kingdoms will all pass away But there's something about that name. Come on, would you just worship the Lord in this place? Come on. Come on, worship God in this place. Come on. You serve the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the Alpha, the Omega, the Almighty God. Come on, ruler of heaven and earth. And he's here today. Come on. God is in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Slap somebody high five. Tell them you're in the right place. You may be seated. Come on. We come with good tidings from Living Word, Arizona. Come on, somebody. God is on the move in Arizona. We are seeing great things happen. We have three Arizona churches now. Come on. Living Word, Arizona churches. And more to come. Come on, somebody. 
I know probably our, our church is watching live. Come on, somebody blow up the comments. Hallelujah. And uh, we are right there in the city of Maricopa. God is moving in a mighty way. We are carrying the mantle of reaching, teaching, mending, and sending. Come on. And God is doing some great things. And, and I brought uh, Jeremiah with me here in the front row. Come on. And, uh, you know, that's... Uh, that's my brother. He's got a more gold than Mr. T. Come on, somebody. And uh, he's a blessing, and he's there. He's, he's helping me out in, in uh, Maricopa. He is the executive producer of Jericho Way TV, and uh, he is single and ready to mingle. Come on, somebody. I told him. I said, I'm going to find you a wife. Come on, somebody. All applications for this brother come through me. Amen. But uh, praise God for Jeremiah and, of course, the family of God that is watching. Uh, we are very thankful for everything God is doing. <laughs> I had to put you on blast, brother. Come on now. So uh, we, are, we are thankful, amen, for everything God is doing. I'm going to get right into the word. I don't want to go over time. Go ahead and turn to Isaiah 10, 27. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It says this, it shall come to pass in that day that his burdens will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Father, I pray, open our minds and our hearts to receive your word. Pour out a fresh anointing upon us today, God. We thank you for the glory that resonates in this house, God, the, the oil that's here, God. And we pray, God, that you would just move in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. The anointing is God's ability, come on, to get things done. The yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God. The anointing is a divine empowerment that equips us to fulfill God's purposes and accomplish mighty things in his name. It is a tangible manifestation of power at work within our lives. Can you hear me this morning? And, and I want to talk to you about four distinct operations of the anointing and how it begins to take us and cause us to progress within the vision. Come on, somebody. How many want to progress within the vision? Okay, let me ask a different question. How many of you want to sit the bench and just sit there and not do nothing? Nobody does. Amen. We all want to progress in our call. We all want to progress in the anointing. Everybody is here for a purpose. God has a destiny for you, and we're on our way moving in what God has called us to do. Amen. So I want to talk to you, first of all, about the anointing of salvation. Now, this is the anointing of deliverance and salvation. There is a, an anointing that's on this house, an anointing for salvation. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but there's an anointing that, that, that causes, it, what it does is it breaks the bonds of sin and darkness, that it breaks it off of our life, and that anointing is alive in this church. Come on, somebody. That anointing is alive in living word. I'm, come on, somebody. We got, I came through the men's home. I know the power that's in this ministry. Come on, somebody. When you come messed up from the chest up, beat up from the feet up, and wrecked from 
from the neck up. Come on, somebody. That's how I walked through those doors. Come on, somebody. And God began to do something in my life. There was an anointing, come on, that's in this house that began to break things off of my life. If you stay in the church long enough, some things are going to be broken off of you. Addiction and hurts and pains and all of that stuff begins to fall off. Why? Because the oil of salvation is flowing in the house. The oil, the anointing of salvation is breaking things in your life. Some of us spend our entire lives in this phase. Oh, come on. You spend your entire life dependent on the oil of salvation. You stay just just dipping your toe in just enough to stay saved. Oh, come on, somebody. There's no advancement. There's no momentum. You stay under the anointing of salvation. You continue to make the same mistakes over and over, but never really commit yourself enough to the things of God to where you can move past those yokes being destroyed, burdens being removed into the next part of the destiny that God has for your life. Oh, come on. And, and the anointing, the yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God, his ability, that anointing in your life, that, that anointing that comes over you, what it's there for, that, that oil of salvation over your life is to bring you to a place where you advance the kingdom of God. Not just so you can stay around the church long enough just to coast and be saved. Come on, somebody. And what the anointing, the, the, the anointing of salvation, what it does is it leads you to the next one, and that's the anointing that's found in service. The anointing that's found in servanthood. God brings us the oil of salvation and, and that anointing, it destroys the work of the enemy in our lives. It, it destroys the, the yoke, destroying the yokes of addiction and the burden of sin and, and brings us into the light of the kingdom of God and, and causes us to be effective for the kingdom and begin to function. And, and this brings us to a place where there's a new anointing that begins to cultivate within our lives and that's the anointing of service. God will give us the anointing to function in the house where you begin to serve, begin to be asked to do stuff. Sometimes we do serve in the house, but we do it in the flesh. It's not really because of the anointing of service where God is anointing you to do it. It's an obligation Oh, come on, somebody. The disposition is off, and it's not really pouring my life out so I can receive a, an impartation of the anointing that's on the house. You're just functioning in the flesh, and functioning in the flesh creates dysfunction. That's why you ask somebody to do certain things, and it just creates a bigger mess. We'll talk about that later. And we serve in the house out of the flesh that creates dysfunction. Now, even the small stuff we're asked to do can create headaches for others because we think we can handle tasks within the church in the flesh. 
well, just, it's just mowing a lawn. It's just cleaning a bathroom. I don't think I need the anointing for that. Sure you do. It's, it's an anointing that's on the house, and you step into a new realm of the impartation as you serve within the house. Everything must flow from the anointing. Anything you're asked to do within the house is an opportunity to increase in the anointing. I'll tell you a story. I, uh, when I was in the home, I didn't know that I could sing, right? I didn't know. I was just in the home. I knew I could drop a box of candy. You know, come on, somebody. <laughs> and I, I moved in the anointing to do that. Come on, somebody. But I didn't know I could sing. So I was vacuuming the Sunday school rooms. And I was singing one of the songs they sang in the church. I was just singing by myself upstairs, vacuuming the classroom, singing. I, I don't know what song I was singing. I command you, Satan. We'll say it's that one, okay? Well, the worship leader was Linda Allen. And she was downstairs, and she heard me singing up there. I didn't know this. And she went to Pastor Reuben and said, could that brother join the worship team? I was in the home. And she, you know, stuck her toe out there for me. Come on, somebody. And Pastor Reuben said, you're going to join the worship team. I'm like, huh? Okay, you know. All right. <laughs> so I'm up there, and there was, you know, some elders. It wasn't really any young guys like me. I was the only really youngster there. And these older ladies with their prayer flags and me standing there from the home just frozen like, I don't know what to do here, you know. Well, pastor took us to a conference. We went to a conference and they had this worship team there at this conference. And they had a guy that was out front. He was he was dancing and getting everybody fired up like Raul, you know, like just fire. And we saw this group and I'm like. We got back, and I told Linda, I said, I think I can do that. She goes, what? You know how that guy's dancing around up front? I think I could do that. She's like, we'll try it in practice first, right? <laughs> so I don't know how you practice, like, craziness, right? So we just practiced it. And she's all, I think something's happening here. Let me talk to Pastor Ruben, and maybe we'll try it on a Thursday night. I'm like, okay. So, you know, like I said, the anointing of service, servanthood. It wasn't me, hey, I want to, you know, join the worship team. I was vacuuming a floor. I got pulled into this. Now I'm going to give my best to it. Oh, come on, somebody. Right? So here we are. First service. I had a cordless mic, and I just went crazy, right? I'm walking down the aisles, down the aisles like this. You better praise God looking at brand new people. They're looking at me like, what in the world? You know? And I'm yelling and, ah, you know, going crazy. And I thought it was powerful. You know, I just thought, man, this was, man, God moved. <laughs> Little did I know, I fumbled the ball, right? So the next day we're at the church, we're cleaning up. I go up to the pastor. I said, pastor, what did you think about that worship, you know? And he goes, you want me to be honest with you? I said, well, yes, sir. I'm like, oh, no. What I, I'm thinking in my head. What I, he said, that worship stunk. You stunk. The sound stunk. He goes, matter of fact, you ever do something like that again, you'll never have ministry of me again. And then he walked off. I was just like, oh, Lord Jesus. And he didn't talk to me like a month and a half after that. Just left me sitting in that. Come on, somebody. <laughs> that moment, you, you know, where you, you got to go repent, ask God to help you. 
you know, all the things start going through your mind. Come on, somebody. But he was he was teaching me something. Well, next time I talk to him, you guys like the story so far? Want me to finish it? No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Okay. So I, he calls me into his office. It's about a month and a half later. And I sit down and I don't even want to look. I'm just sitting there like, you know, <laughs> and he goes, uh, he says, how you doing? You know, we start talking. I was still on the worship team, so I had to stay up there singing this whole time, right? And I said, Pastor, I, I've been thinking about what to ask you if I ever, you know, had the chance to talk with you again. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to know, if you were leading worship, how would you do it? Because how you do it is how I would want to. And, and then he told me. And I won't tell you what he told me. That, no, I'm joking. He said, he said, it's more about getting the people in worship than it is you. Figure out a way to get the people into the presence of God. Allow the spirit of God to lead not just you, but them as a group together into God's presence. And, and that's a, a, a key. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about even the small things you're doing is important. Because there's, there's an opportunity for, if you're vacuuming a floor and you're murmuring and complaining and you think you're in a room by yourself, there might be somebody listening. And more than that, the Holy Spirit that's within you is listening. When you're doing something, it's an, it's an opportunity to pour out your life into it. Because as you pour out, that gives something for God to pour in. And that impartation of the anointing that comes from the house, you're making room for that impartation and your effectiveness, it doesn't come from the flesh. Your effectiveness comes from the co-partnership that you have with the Holy Spirit as it puts you in a position to receive from the anointing that's on the house. So when you're asked to do something, anything within the house, it's an opportunity to receive an impartation. As you pour out, that gives God an opportunity to pour into you. The anointing that can only come from service. Many people in the church never get to this point because they limit themselves and they limit what they're willing to do. Well, the home can do that. Oh, come on. Come on, somebody. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. The Bible says, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Uh, Paul is telling Timothy, don't neglect the gift that you paid for. You paid there. There's a price you paid for that anointing. There's a price that's been paid for the anointing that's on living word. And it's your opportunity to reach out, take the mantle, grab that impartation and begin to do something with it. Come on, somebody. You're in a house that's alive there's an anointing there's an oil in this house there's an impartation in this house everything that you're doing is an opportunity to receive from the impartation this what this leads you to do is learn what it is to operate in spiritual warfare so that's the third is the anointing for spiritual warfare because what will happen is you, you know, you think that just because you got, you know, you stepped into 
some sort of ministry or now you're in charge of something. Come on, somebody. Now you, you know, you're in charge of whatever uh, you're doing this or you're, you're on the worship team or you're, you're in charge of ushering. You're in charge of this ministry or that ministry. All of a sudden you think the devil's just going to sit back and, oh, good, he's doing work now for the Lord. She's doing work for the Lord. I'm going to give her a hand clap. The devil's not going to sit back and give you a hand clap because you start to pour your life out into the things of God. As a matter of fact, all of a sudden, all hell begins to break loose against you. People that used to love you, all of a sudden, they hate you. You don't even know why. You're not even understanding what, what merits is. I'm the same person. I'm just trying to do what God wants me to do. And all of a sudden, you step into an arena of spiritual warfare. So the anointing for service within the house prepares you for war. Oh, come on. Picture David. David with the sheep. They were the sheep of his father. He was on the field of his father. He was on the field of his father and he was with the lambs, with the sheep. The field where he would play his harp and and he would sing music to the sheep. The field where he recognized the attacks against the flock. The field where he was able to kill a lion, he was able to kill a bear, and he was able to keep the wolves away. This, This time of serving on his father's field and serving his father's flock prepared him for the horn of oil in the hand of Samuel. As you function in the house, you're learning the elements of war on the field of your father. You're learning how to recognize and respond to the tactics of the enemy. You you develop a life of fasting, a, a life of prayer within the house. You learn how to function on the field. Many of us are developed in the field and and we receive the horn of oil and we we receive the impartation and we we learn how to work with people and we learn how to take correction and we learn how to, we're being developed and we're being discipled or or maybe you're moved as a leader in the home and you're starting to learn and and it's it's your functioning in the field, you're learning how to operate um, with the anointing that's been imparted into your life and, and you're learning spiritual warfare. The lions come and you have uh, uh, the, the, the authority to, to deal with that lion. The bear comes and you have the, the dominion to deal with that bear. To fight the wolves away. To destroy these tactics of the enemy on the arena of this field. But what happens is... The horn of oil is poured out over your life and and God has called you to a field and an operation of kingship. But we stay on the field that's comfortable. Oh, come on, somebody. The lion, the bear, the field, that place of worship, that place of secrecy and that, that development on the field of his father prepared him for the oil, the anointing as king to deal with the giants. 
And a lot of times what we do is we stay in our comfort zone. Come on, somebody. And we only, we're used to, we can deal with the lions and the bears. And, and we're used to doing the, the function of ministry that we have within the house. But our vision isn't reaching, teaching, mending, and keeping you comfortable. Come on, somebody. The vision is reaching, teaching, mending, and then sending. Come on, somebody. And all of this is preparation for you to be sent out to the city to destroy the territorial demons. Come on, you're, be, you're being prepared to be sent. I never thought I'd be a pastor. Sometimes it makes me even uncomfortable saying that. Come on, somebody. Like that I'm responsible for people. I'm responsible not only for the people of the church, but I look at it as our responsibility for a territory. We're responsible for a territory. And that we're not just building a church, we're building ascending, like a place of sending. I would have never understood that if it wasn't for the house. Would have never understood what, what it took. Because the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God and the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations, every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Having in a readiness to revenge, to punish all disobedience when my obedience is fulfilled. Understanding that in this house you're learning the elements of war. In this house, you're learning how to fight the lions and the bears, and you're learning how to back up and, and, and back up the vision of the pastor, back up the vision of the house to function under the anointing that's here. Why? Because you were saved here. Come on. The chains of addiction were broken off of your life here, and now, now you're serving here, and God's beginning to, to use you to do certain things. Everything you do is important. Why? Because now, as you begin to step into being a servant within the house, you're going to, be, you're going to learn what it is to war. Come on. The warrior anointing where you begin to fight come on and protect and you begin to raise up and build those that are around you and you're you're a gatherer not a scatterer and and God begins to show you how to protect the, and take care of the flock the field of your father why because God is teaching you because he's going to be preparing you to go come on there's there's ascending there's there's a place that God has for you there's a city that's yours there's a, a territory a region there's a giant that needs killed And all of that, all of those elements of the anointing, those, that oil is in this house to prepare for the anointing of the sent one. God is raising a generation of city shakers, church planners, territory takers. This field that we are in today, it's, it's preparing you to invade the world with the power and presence of God. The, the anointing that flows from this house has, has global reach. When you operate in service here, you immediately have global impact. Even when, we, even when we do what seems like the smallest of tasks, it's an opportunity to prepare your life as a sent one, full of vision, full of purpose, full of power, Filled with the anointing, filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with fire. Come on, somebody. Why? Because I'm, come on, we're living word. God is raising a generation of giant killers. Learn while you're in the field. Grow while you're on this field. Because the warrior's anointing that's in your life 
It's preparing you to be sent into destiny. Isaiah 61 verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news. To preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. The opening of the prison doors to those who are bound. This morning I want to emphasize the significance of the warrior's anointing in your life. This anointing is not merely a symbol or or a symbolic act. It is actually the manifestation of God's power and ability to accomplish many things through your life. When we experience the anointing of salvation, that's where the yoke of sin and darkness is broken off of our lives. And and we must understand that we're fully committing to step into servanthood within the house. Where it's not just a mere function of flesh or, you know, a flesh, well, this is how we kind of, no, but it's it's because you're striving for that impartation. Striving for that impartation. I remember the first time I heard Pastor Reuben preach. I was 19 years old. I was, we came from Stockton, California. I was part of the home there. They pulled me out of the gutters of Stockton in the men's home on 40 West Rose Street, Stockton, California. And we all went to the conference. It was at the West Cove Theater in West Covina. And Pastor Ruben preached a message, and it was titled, God Can Use You Despite Your Weaknesses. And from a a 19-year-old piece of white trash from the gutters of Stockton, California, that was a foreign concept. Come on, somebody. Homeless, strung out, messed up, on the streets since I was 15, addicted and broken. And God can use me. What do you mean? And I remember Pastor Ruben also made a really like definitive like donkey noise. It was just awesome. I still remember that. I can't, will not try to do it. It's like perfect donkey. Okay. So (laughs) I remember that message. I remember that conference. God did something in my heart. And I've been chasing the mantle ever since. And I've gone through ups and downs. I've had the enemy's target on my back and through these different levels of the anointing of salvation and the anointing of service and the anointing of spiritual warfare. And now as, as anointed, as, as sent and starting a, a ministry and pioneering from the ground up, come on, there, there's different, each one of these arenas has different attacks and different struggles. But if you will learn just to dig your heels in and stay rooted in the house, come on. It'll be a lot smoother and easier for you than it was for me. Where you can look and you can say, the Bible says those that stay rooted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Shall flourish. So God is raising up a generation of warriors filled with his anointing to be sent into the world. We are being prepared to shake cities. For his glory. You know, storms never affect the root systems. They only affect the branches and the leaves. So if we're in a storm, we're okay as long as we're rooted. Oh, come on. Stay rooted. And pour your life out and the anointing that's that's on this ministry is going to be poured into you. 
I thank God for everything he's doing. You know, we have, uh, you know, God, God's doing some great things out there. You know, we, I never thought we'd have like, uh, we have a classically trained, like genius violin player. She's like, went to some Juilliard school. Of me. I don't know what, it's some prestigious college, you know, and she walks, she's just so proper. I'm like, where did this come from? Like what, you know, and I saw her in a vision. I thought an angel entered my room and I saw a silhouette. This was two weeks before I met her. And she was, there was like, I thought an angel was in my, in prayer time. And it was like doing this violin and this move thing. And I was just like, oh, this is trippy and angels here. You know, and then two weeks later, I met her at her house. She was doing someone invited me to this random prayer meeting. I go there and this sister breaks out the violin, starts doing the same exact move. I'm like, oh, like God put this in the spirit before. So what am I saying that it's because of the anointing, because of the spiritual inheritance that you're receiving from this house? When you go, God's setting it all. It's all being put before you. You just serve. You just function. You just pour out your life. And God pours in to us. Let's all stand this morning. I want to say how much I'm, I'm thankful for, for my family that's here. And everything I've learned here. And, you know... I always say I used to be crazy, but I'm still crazy. Come on. I'm crazy. You know, Jeremiah will tell you, he knows how crazy I am. He's like, come on, we're doing it. What do you mean? We're just doing it. It's just going to happen. Come on, we're going to make it happen. Thank you, Jesus. And, uh, you know, God is doing it. We have uh, a worship team out there. Our worship leader has a full mohawk, man. Yeah. He's up there and he loves Jesus, man, but he gets up there, he's a rock and roller and it's just like, says Jesus on his shirt, but he's got a full mohawk. Paint that thing, you know, and he paints it different colors and stuff. He's up there. You wouldn't know. He just, he has an anointing on his life, you know? And uh, with, it's like a rock and roller guitar player with a classically trained violinist, right? And then a drummer that's just awesome we have a drummer over there and they all sing and they worship my daughter sings with them both my both my daughters are on the worship team and then and then 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 you got jeremiah you know you got the brother we're the only brothers up in there come on somebody <laughs> uh, he don't know i told i told him i'm black brother he goes oh i already know i said there you go all right praise the lord and uh and then we, we just got, it's no one race or anything over there. It's just all different, like general. And that's because of the anointing that's on the house here. Like you, you guys, this, this church, you, you did it. You, you taught me. And you continue to teach me. Every time I come here, I learn. You know? And uh, I was telling Jeremiah, I go, man, who, who needs Maverick City? And you guys have like, I'm telling you, this so, the worship that's here and we're all hitting these high notes. I honestly don't even listen to all that mainstream stuff. I just stay completely away from it. There's, it's not for me. What, what's happening here is for me. This is for us. So I'm, I'm very thankful for my family. I love you guys. And, uh, you know, I'm a son of this house. 
So you're stuck with me. You know that. Come on. And uh, I'm just very thankful for Pastor Ruben. And, you know, just so thankful. You have to understand the jewel that you have and the impartation that you're receiving and the oil that's on this house. Everything you're asked to do is so important. Big or small, it's an opportunity to receive more of the impartation. With every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe this morning, you say, I want that oil of salvation. I want that anointing that will break the yoke of sin and destroy the yoke of bondage, remove the burden of sin. I want that oil. I I need salvation. I want to know Jesus. I want to give my heart to the Lord. With no one looking around, if you say, that's me, I I want the anointing of salvation this morning. And if that's you, would you raise your hand so I know who you are? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Say, I've never been saved. I want, the, I want that anointing of salvation over my life. If you raise your hand and you mean that in your heart, I want you to step out of your seat and come forward. I want to pray with you. Come on forward if you raise your hand. You say, I want the oil of salvation poured over my life today. I want to receive Jesus. I want to, I, there's things that need broken off of me this morning. And that's you. Hey, man, come on up, brother. You're bold right there, brother.